Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit PiranhaGear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening to uh, the uh, the Karate Cafe podcast listeners. How you doing, Paul? All right. How's it going there, uh, Dan? Good. Good to talk to you again. Uh, you too. See, it freaked you out. Everyone said, like, hey, whose voice is that? Well, it's... I know. That's right. The lovely, the talented Dan Williams. That's right. <laughs> and I'm the equally lovely and far less talented Paul Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of Karate Cafe, another rel- relatively soon rep- episode of Karate Cafe. Yeah. No kidding. Two weeks. Not That's bad. A, two weeks. And, and, and this one... We're going to try and keep to a half an hour. I actually, right. uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, two episodes ago, or one official episode ago, you know, we said at the top, oh, yeah, we're going to keep it to 30 minutes, and then it went an hour. Yeah. And uh, I actually talked to a friend of mine who listened to the cast, and he said, uh, he said, well, you know, an hour actually works for me because I have just about that in commute time. And so, uh, you know, I have basically about 30 minutes one way, and basically about 30 minutes the other. So an hour is actually, you know, I listen to half of it in the morning and half of it on the way home. But uh, um, 30 minutes, I think, is an actual really nice sort of time. So today we will endeavor to only... <laughs> and honestly, I can't imagine anybody actually cares all that much. It's just, I, I, I feel like it's more for us than anything else. I know, it's a, it's a, it's a podcast, you can pause it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. But anyway, the uh, yeah, that's so. But we're going to try and do it. Um, so last week's episode was a, a rerun because mm-hmm. I said I was going to do that. Uh, and again, that was it was just me sitting down to listen to um, you know a little bit of it and uh, uh, record a a preamble. You know. Yes. So uh, it, it, to kind of sum it up, I, I kind of wanted to sit down and like listen to it and then maybe like sum up some stuff, but uh, that requires me to, you know, take an hour exactly, you know, so there again, there's the half hour <laughs> thing, you know, but I can glean through a half an hour of, uh, 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 to, syn- to do a synopsis, that would be great. Uh, but last week's episode was a rerun of our interview with uh, Dee Dee Goodman. I think that was before you joined us as a co-host, Dan, because it was me and Gene. Yeah, I think it may have been. Me and Mean Gene uh, <laughs> Myers, one of those, that's okay, of the... Uh, the, the podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, for those of you who may have missed it or just didn't listen to it or glossed over the original section was uh, Dee Dee came with her husband, came for a uh, women's martial art instructor conference here in the lovely town of Austin, Texas. And so she stopped by the dojo and they got off the plane, they hopped in a the car, they uh, came to the dojo and kind of worked out a little bit and we talked and, and met actually in person, someone who has been on the show and um, had a nice little visit. And she had a weekend-long conference. It was nice. That's cool. It's always so much fun to have, like, a, a large martial arts community of people that you know, and you can kind of trade ideas and stay at people's houses or work out at, other, at everybody's dojo. And I don't know. It's just kind of, it's, it's kind of fun to have a, a, a large community, you know? Yeah, it's true. And this is one of the things that we're trying to do. We're trying to get made foster that community of, mm-hmm. of like-minded and, and not like-minded individuals to and they get together and train. So, I mean, I thought it was really nice. When I saw she was coming in, I, you know, I pinged her and said, hey, you know, you want to come oh, yeah. to my dojo? And my dojo is always open during opening working hours. Uh, 
It's, it's always it's always open when it's open. It's always open when it's open to have people come on in and uh, hang out and chit chat and work out and uh, and whatnot. Yeah. That would be a wonderful thing. So uh, anyway, but check out that interview if you didn't get a chance to. She wrote a book, the Kids Karate Workbook, which is available uh, through our link on uh, the website, um, which you can go and click. And uh, also, I, I put one of our supporter. Uh, Blurbs at the beginning. The, if you support the cast, if you donate some money or you buy some stuff from Amazon or you go shop at uh, Piranha Gear, let us know and you can record a little blurb at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Let everyone you know that you support uh, the finest martial art podcast that you're listening to right now. That's right. Yeah. And anyway, so uh, on to the topic. Dan has got an uh, interesting topic that we teased a couple weeks ago and I yeah. guess we're going to go ahead and uh, tickle it now. So uh, my thought was to talk about um, sort of ways to supplement your um, the your martial arts school income, uh, and I know you know there's a there's a wide array of um, people who teach martial arts and and have dojos um, from everything everything from you know the guy that's in the basement that works out with his friends. His friends don't pay him a monthly fee, and he doesn't really care. Uh, to you know, the the two hundred student uh, schools, but I think the the in between the in betweeners are the guys. Well, Paul, like the guys like you, you know, that that have a school and are have have toyed with making a go of it, kind of thing. Um, have a full time job. Uh, that they're working on the, uh, I, I was going to say on the side, but I guess that's the other way around, right? Um, and uh, you know, one of one of my instructors, uh, Kent Nelson in Lansing, he is sort of, you know, he quit his job. He's making a, a genuine go of opening a school and running a school, but it is extraordinarily difficult. the 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 finances, the math doesn't really work until you have, you know, at least. I'd say at least like, I don't know, 15, 20 students, maybe 30. And that's probably just to break even. Um, so my, my idea today was to talk about uh, just different ways to make an income for yourself besides the monthly fees that the students are giving you. Um, and I know that, well, that for Kent, one of the ways that he's doing that now is, I mean, is essentially an, an online learning center. Um, you know, old school is the instructors would come out with DVDs and they'd sell DVDs and those DVDs would, would make part of a profit. But the new model really is um, just like, I don't know, Netflix or whatever, where you put those videos online and then people pay a subscription for that. Hmm. There's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's one of the ways, uh, and we've seen that before. Actually, I think I looked at that and, um, you know, online training to me has always been, well, it's always been kind of a thing. I mean, yep. there's, uh, you know, there's, I don't know how many times we've, you know, seen people who, you know, the black belt in the box and, and, and whatnot. Right. Uh, it's, it, it can be good. I mean, I think with, with, well, there are many, there are many avenues, there are many, um, you know, revenue streams that, uh, that, that people can, can pull. And I think that one is the one that probably, I think is probably the most work for the least amount of return. 
Well, uh, here's the thing about it, though, that I think is uh, one of the things that is a positive about it. And, um, you know, I the the online learning center thing, it's um, from a technology standpoint, I, I built it with a, a, a WordPress blog. Um, there's another component called MemberPress that does all the subscriptions. And then we've stored the video on Amazon S3, which is painfully, painfully cheap. So really there is probably an annual cost to keep it up and running of maybe two or three hundred bucks. Um, and the idea is, is that if you can get, you know, even a few subscribers, even if you go something really painfully low, like, you know, 10 bucks a month, uh, as a, as a supplement to your students, you know, you don't even have to do it as, as a public, Hey, you know, I'm in, I'm in Michigan, you're in, uh, uh, Texas and I'm going to train with you over the internet. It can just be, Hey, you know, for an extra 10 bucks, your students can log in and, and watch the form or something like that. Um, and like I say, sort of a supplement. Now, some people would probably just post those on YouTube and do that anyway. And, you know, but, but doing that is work. It's, it's, it's quite a bit of work to actually get it done well, you know. Um, and so you figure, okay, well, I, 10 bucks a month. Hey, if, if I've got five people doing that, that's an extra 50 bucks a month. And that's, you know, worth doing. Um, so to me, it's kind of one of those things where, and especially with DVDs, uh, the cost to burn a new, new DVD is almost zero. So you have this, you have the ability to kind of like just create the thing once and then generate a continual stream of revenue after, after you've created it. So yeah, it's, it's a big investment up front, but then you can kind of just sit back and, and collect money <laughs> as long as people are willing to pay what you've produced, pay for what you've produced. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, there's an initial setup. I mean, or an initial, uh, push in. I, with, with the, I, I don't think, um, uh, that, the the one I do videos because I mean you know I come from a video background and I and I love uh, right uh, doing that and sort I, of thing and I know you have some on YouTube and stuff <laughs> yeah and so but so but I've really actually talked with a friend about this a, a little while ago and I said something along the lines of like well you know because he said well, you know I really want to shoot him well I said you know you can really shoot him well but do you really you know for our standpoint it's like but we don't really want to shoot him too well. Man, I don't want to shoot them so well that they don't need to come back and talk to me, you know. And they don't want, or or anyone else, a competent authority, uh, yeah. which of course would not be me. But <clears throat> talking to you know, or, or training in class and actually showing up in class is what I really worry about. Is you know the people that I mean, although it's a, a revenue stream, mm-hmm. you know, and although it's a you know it's it's people training and and learning what you have learned. I have kind of a problem with making it so much so that like somebody. That's their, that's, the, that's their only venue to do it, yeah, and never come to yeah. class and never get a, tr- a true depth of it. And you can't really get a good feel of how they're soaking it up. Well, that, I mean, I, you know, I, I think you're right. And I think that that is, it, that's one of those long debated things. Um, 
I'll give you a good example. I, I think I, I, I saw a post on Reddit about, you know, can somebody learn uh, Wing Chun, for example, uh, just over videos and things like that. And everybody was just like, oh, that's, you know, you're a moron and <laughs> there's no way you can do that. And what a stupid question to ask. And I actually posted, I said, well, you know, I, I think you could do it if, if you explicitly said, well, for example, this was my suggestion that I, that I posted back to the guy. I said, if you have, um, let's say, one or two other people that want to train with you so that the two of you can, or the three of you can get together two or three times a week and you actually are disciplined and study the videos and watch and read the training manual or whatever the case might be, and then maybe even once or twice a month you know, find an instructor. His problem was he, that there wasn't a Wing Chun school within a reasonable driving distance to go like twice a week. And I said, find one that is, say, an hour away, which is a long drive, but it's not undoable once or twice a month. So if once or twice a month you and your buddy had a, uh, an hour or two hour private lesson with the instructor, and then came back home and twice a week worked out and referenced the videos. That seems to me like you you would obviously you would not uh, progress as quickly as you would if you had an instructor right there that you were working out with all the time. But I think I think that you could I think you could learn it that way. Um, and I think especially if you have a martial arts background, um, then. You have a context to fit everything in, so you would actually learn it faster. So I think I think there are some legitimate avenues for that kind of thing. No, no, yeah, I, there, there's value to it. I mean, there's value to all that. I just I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see anyone. Uh, I just this is, this is again personal, and this would be a great mm-hmm. another great topic for uh, all our fine listeners out there to comment on. Yeah. Is, is on that is you know is, is I use video a lot to refresh myself, but I don't mm-hmm. really ever want to learn from learn it. from it. Yeah. You know, I much rather have and and I think if you open the door to that, and then you know, like you say now, infrastructure wise and setup wise and all stuff like that, it, or or ongoing class wise, it's it's relatively cheap and it's easy to do. Um, I think if you're going to take that plunge. And I guess, you know, like you say, it's your instructor, he's, he's, he's jumping off. He's going into it. He's all in, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, our, our good friend, you know, Ian Abernathy, you know, he does it professionally too. There are, there are several people who are professional martial artists. And, well, Ian, and- I think, is, is, is an interesting example because um, from, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know his history or what he's doing, but it seems to me like... He has a, 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 I don't know if I want to say a large portion of his income, but he does a lot of seminars. And I'm assuming that those seminars are not free. Um, but again, it's one of those things where you can introduce a revenue stream. I mean, it's all about hustle, right? You, you can't just say, hey, I, I, I'm going to open the doors and wait for people to walk in. you got to hustle. And part of that hustle is... You know, doing seminars, doing corporate events, um, and if you know, even if you have to do them for free to get students, uh, 
go to the, the you know, company X that has two or 300 employees and say, hey, I'd like to give a free self-defense seminar to anybody that wants. And then who knows, maybe you'll get customers, maybe you'll get students from that. But I guess the point is, is that, you know, if, if you have a little bit of hustle, um, you can find other ways to start to, to supplement your income other than just, you know, student fees at the end of the month. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, that's one of the things that uh, that uh, I've done is the fact that yeah, I, I've kind of tiptoed my world into the seminars, and and mm-hmm. I, I think I actually uh, pinged him about you know like, hey, how long should a seminar be on, on, this, <laughs> on this subject? Because I mean, we're all kind of in this together, and there's no way I'm ever gonna you know touch on his world, right? Right. Uh, so the. Uh, the, the I guess the issue is, you know, if it's you know how much of it, 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 it and there's a you know quality control. So there's another thing. It's like if mm-hmm. someone goes to a, a seminar and says, "Oh, you know, I trained with someone." I've trained with, yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, but how deeply? I'm a student of, yeah, but how deeply? You know, have you done this? How, you know, how deeply have you gone into it? How deeply has, um, you know. Anyway, well, no, and uh, you know, one of the things that you bring up, and it's the same, it's the same thing with the videos and stuff, is that um, for for those people, because you've got you've got both ends of the spectrum, right? You've got the McDojos, the highly commercialized um, schools that are probably making quite a bit of money <laughs> uh, because they're kind of cookie cutter and they're good at it and they know how to market and they're part of a, I mean, federation is is a, a word for it, but so is franchise, right? So, um, the, the the reason that you buy into a franchise is because you don't have to think about how to market stuff; they've already done it for you. Um, but you've got the other end of the spectrum where you know it's the purists that I'm teaching two guys in my basement because these are the two guys that will come every day for two hours a day and they're serious about training you know what is it the uh oh what's that great movie the red belt <laughs> it's like the red belt guy you know mm-hmm. he, he he trains in his in in the the warehouse that he and he lives in the back kind of thing because um, he wants to keep the art pure well the the keeping the art pure is expensive <laughs> yeah well yeah and that's then that was the whole crux of that uh yeah, it was, wasn't which it? we reviewed. Yeah. I can't remember what episode it was. I can't remember. But it was yeah. a bazillion years ago. But uh, yeah, well, that's you know kind of the thing. When I started, it was kind of the same deal. Was I kind of wanted to be pure? I kind of wanted to, you know, I didn't want to have to deal with a whole lot of money. I didn't want to deal with whatever. But there's a certain point where you go like, well, I got to keep a roof over my head. I've got to yep. keep, you know, and uh, the more you, I think, the more, and that's not even necessarily keeping an art pure kind of thing, but. I mean, because you know, we're talking about revenue streams. So, I mean, you know, we all know our good friends, that you know, McDojo's and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, I mean, there's, there's the, the place down the street, uh, you know, like each one of the students, you know, like you move up a belt, you get a new uniform. Right. Because it has a new trim, you know, and then everyone has their sparring equipment and then you yep. know everyone has their their 
their demo team and their attorney team and their, you know, black belt club and they're all that. And quite frankly, you know, a lot of those are not necessarily so much, you know, some way to perpetuate the art and do the thing. It's, it's revenue streams. Because, right. you know, once you stand it up, much like the video kind of thing, once you kind of stand it up and it has its own momentum, it goes on its own. Right. Uh, you know, and, you know, is it keeping the art pure? Is it doing that? I, I don't know how much it's doing. I think maybe it's, it's the, the value in that is it's, you know, keeping people interested and, you know, moving forward on something, I guess, maybe. Well, and I think it's just a matter, you know, the, at the same time, it's a matter of time and focus. If If I have... Um, I don't know if I have an hour a day to thoughtfully consider things about my school and where it's going and my thoughts drift to how can I teach my students better, how can I keep my art pure, um, blah, blah, blah. That's one way to go. The other way to go is <laughs> how can I make more money? Um, and so... It's, it, it, you know, it's kind of like having, um, and I think this is super important, you know, in any endeavor, you should kind of have a, a vision statement, you know, a, uh, what do they call it in business? Um, uh, I can't think of it now, but essentially it's like a, it's one sentence, the, the, the com- this is what the company is about kind of thing. Um, and so you can always re-reference that, you can always go back to that when you're struggling with a decision or trying to do something, because if, if your vision statement for your dojo is um, perpetuate my art in its purest form, then when you're talking about, uh, should I start a black belt club, the answer is going to be no. Um, at the same time, if you're thinking, you know, if your vision statement is, I would like to be able to make a living doing this and share my martial arts, then you might say, you know what, I am going to do a black belt club because it's not like people don't have a choice. I mean, you can you can join it or not. Um, at the same time, it's another revenue stream for me, and I just i th- i think that's I think that's legitimate. And in fact, to me, it's a lot like uh, charging your students retail for equipment. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, because uh-huh. because arguably, I mean, a black belt club is is you know more. It's, it, it, most of, most of us know that that those sort of black belt programs are are, bullshit. are yeah are oh. uh, 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 are we are we are, is this podcast clean? I forgot. It's Master Ten. I don't know. It's it, we'll bleep it. I'll put. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, if anyone's actually tuned into this long, it's fine. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, you know, most of those, yeah, are, are, you know, well, you know, you're going to pay an extra blah, and, you know, and in three months, three years, you'll have a black belt or whatever, you know. Well, and Black Belt Club is probably a, a bad example. Yeah, because that. probably a, a good example would be charging your students retail for equipment. Yeah, as long as it doesn't hurt. I mean, because for a long time, I mean, I was, you know, I figured out, okay, you know, I've got wholesale accounts. It's going to cost this much plus shipping, and that's kind of what I would charge them. Yeah, you know, and and moving on, but I mean, you know, there are there are your lean months, and there are your your fat months, and there are you know times in between, and it, and I guess probably to preface all this is in my attitude is, uh, and just let you say it's it's not, um, I'm creating revenue streams for me. I'm creating mm-hmm. revenue streams for the school to to support the school and do what the school does. Right. I mean, the the school ends up you know. 
subsidizing my training when I go to mm-hmm. camps and seminars and stuff like that. But that's because I, you know, then turn around and, and, and feed that back into the, 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 the training. So, well, and that's the thing is that, you know, if again, it's, it comes down to, to goals and stuff like that, because if, if what you would really like to do, if you're, if you're going, I'm not saying this is the case, but if your goal is, I would like to be able to break even. I, w- I would like to be able to essentially train for free so that, you know, I will, I will, I will teach others so that I end up being able to train for free. Um, and I think that's an awesome goal. I mean, I think that is, is fantastic. And you're doing, you're perpetuating the art and, you know, that's, that's all well and good. Um, at the same time, you know, it's, it's going to be that much harder for you to say, uh, you know, boy, my goal is that in, in say, seven years, I'd like to be able to quit my job and do this full time. If, you know, if you're not charging your students retail and you're not hustling, like, all the time, that is, that's a very tough goal to, to meet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah, I, this is there, there, there's there. This is a very nuanced topic. Uh, it is, you know, and uh, and and there are people. I mean, there are people who have been teaching for you know decades, and they teach a traditional art, and they still run some of these programs and stuff that we're talking about. When I run a uh, you know, when I get equipment for people now, I mean, I usually you know I tack on a couple, three or four bucks. As you should, and, you know, and and you know, it just it goes into the thing, and then. But there have been times where I've I've ordered stuff, and you know, I ordered an extra something, and I just gave it to one of my students, like, hey, oh, hey, you know, here's a here's an extra bow case because you know, I it was a huge order, and so you know, shipping was going to be less and everything like that. So well, there's a couple see, of things on there. Because because what's going to happen when you you lose a couple students and. You know, you you can't make rent in your dojo that month month because you've lost a couple of students. Are you going to go back to the students that you have and say, "Well, I have to charge you more for this month"? You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know it's my like they get all... today. He actually yeah. said, like, because uh, I uh, several months ago, and I had to raise my rates. They raised the rates at you know where I teach, and so you know I passed that savings on to the the customer. Uh, or lack of thereof, and and so I said, you know, I I raised the rates, and they could all afford it. it wasn't wasn't crazy, right? Um, so I said, you know, anyway. So the other day, one of them said, because we got a couple extra students in, and I was, you know, said, yeah, you know, we we'll get more students in, and he and he said, so yeah, when can we roll back to the old rates? The old rates, and I could just kind of looked at him, and he's a single guy, and he drives a nice car. I mean, I know he can afford it and everything, yeah. but I was <laughs> I was just like I said. Well, you keep bringing students in, and I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, and it's, which, it's which, one I of those mean, he, he, I've, I've often pinged on him because you know he does a lot of social stuff and whatever. And I'm like, yeah. hey, man, why don't you bring some people in class? And he's like, oh, I've tried. And so, but I mean, that's that's part of the part and parcel, especially in a traditional school of, you know, if in and it reflects on many things in the dojo is like if you just depend on the the instructor to do everything at, at your dojo. You're you're not getting the full dojo experience. I don't think you're giving everything, you know, yeah. to the dojo. I think you need to be able to be in a position to say, you know, like like, you know, hey, look, I've helped grow the dojo to you know 
Yeah. An extra 15 people. So that's an, you know, and that would be the time where, although I wouldn't ask for it, I would probably do something like, oh, you know what? You know, you go back and you pay, you know, 20 bucks less, you know, for. Right. Or a free month. Yeah. You know, know, or or whatever. Just because you've really helped it. You've really helped the dojo. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, that's, that's kind of the difference that I would see anyway between like a club and a business. Because if it's a, if it's a club, then you're just going to say, you know, my, expenses for rent for a month is 500 bucks and that's going to be divided amongst the people that are currently in the club done you know everybody everybody pays and their even share and as the people grow their share you know they they pay less that's great yeah. or you can you know have a business where you run a school and say hey you you know you you pay me this money not because it costs a certain amount to run the place, but you pay me this money because the the things that I'm doing has a certain value to it, um, and it really shouldn't be it it shouldn't be a matter of how much does this cost. It should be a matter of what's it worth because how much does it cost? I mean, you would have to you would have to factor in. Everything that you paid to learn what you went through to learn and the value of your time in years that it spent, that you spent to learn it. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of hidden value in, in that rather than just, gee, you know, it, it costs you 500 bucks to rent this place every month and you've got, 10 students and we're all giving you a hundred bucks. That's a thousand dollars. So you're making $500 a month. That doesn't, that doesn't seem fair. Like, uh, right, yeah. And see, that, and, that, <laughs> that, and that's totally another, another level with, you know, doing uh, revenue generating things like, like video is, yeah. you know, who's to say, you know, some guy hasn't paid you 30 bucks a month to access your videos and he's inviting mm-hmm. over 10 of his friends. Well, and that's, you know, that's the other thing. And actually, uh, um, Kent was very concerned about that, uh, that, uh, that the videos didn't get stolen. And the, the member press plugin for WordPress does a pretty good job of managing subscriptions and stuff. But I did say to him, you know, I'm like, look, somebody could technically set up a video camera in front of their computer, hit the play button, record the whole thing and they'll have your video. There's really, yeah. I mean, you, you can do that with Netflix. There's, there's just, there's no way around doing that. Um, so yeah, there's a certain amount legal, of risk. Legal disclaimer. We're not recommending that you do that with Netflix. We're not advocating that. <laughs> Even though they denied our request to be a partner with them to like, you know, get the, yeah, I know, but I'm not saying do that. We're not saying do that. No. There are people who but do you that, could and they're if wrong. You wanted to, right? Yeah. So, so that you're absolutely right, and I think again, it comes back to um, the idea of of having a business because you can be a martial arts instructor, and that is fine. Um, but just like everything else, you have to be you you have to have at least part of your head in. I'm doing this as a business, even if you just want to break even. You have to you have to do that math of mm-hmm. you know uh, Sterling and I when 
for the brief moment that, that we had our school, um, we were renting a place, we were renting a room from uh, a gym locally. And it was, they were charging us $50 an hour for the room rental. And, you know, we, we had to do that. And that's what ended up why we ended up not doing it anymore is because the, the math just didn't work out after a while, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. That wasn't 50 bucks an hour. It was something like, it was like, it was like 50 bucks a month or something. I can't remember, but anyway, it just, you know, the math didn't work out and, and we had to kind of fold it up. Probably if we had had more of a commitment and, and, and dedicated our more, more energy to it, we could have made it work, but we just, I think at one point we just both kind of looked at each other and we're like, ah, we're not really prepared to, spend extra time and effort hours outside of work and outside of class, you know, getting students and generating revenue and stuff. Yeah. And well, and that's, that's the big rough, you know, ugly monkey in the room uh, for that whole thing is like, you know, how much time do you, especially when it comes into a time when you're like, you're trying to monetize it, you're trying to mm-hmm. revenue, revenue, you revenueize it. However, that's not a word. That's a that's that's you guys don't understand. That's okay, that one. Anyway, right. Um, to uh, it requires time. And uh, my wife and I had a discussion back when I started the school. Actually, you know, yep. probably six eight months, maybe a year later. You know, when I still had like two students and making you know no money or whatever. And uh, she said something about you know like oh well you know. The, the, the dojos, I mean, there were a couple months where, you know, I've had to pay to teach, you know, yep. and, and that is, is kind of disheartening as, as ennobling as you might think it might be. It's kind of disheartening to go like, man, yep. I just can't get this working. But uh, uh, in any case, my, my wife said something about it. And I said, well, you know, you don't want me to take the time, the extra time that it would take to do this, to like go, you know, go do demos and, you know, go put up flyers everywhere and, you know, have extra classes and, you know, just all this stuff now. So like now, you know, seven, eight, nine years down the, down the road, I'm at a place where, you know, I've got a, a core of students and I've, I've got a, a good location and I've got a, a, a relatively solid program. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, more than a few times over the years, my students have said like, yeah, you know, if we could just have like a Saturday class every now and again to kind of focus on stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, that never, again, cause that there's, a time and money yep. cost associated with it. But, you know, so I had mentioned to my wife about that and she said like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. You know, it's, you know, we could probably do that. So it was like, you know, personally, she kind of got into the place where like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, you got a good group of guys and maybe to do that every now and again is not such a hassle and, and whatnot. But I mean, that to, uh, that is on our end as instructors. That is a huge bite of, of, of the the sandwich that you have to take. Is all the stuff you need to do to do it. So I mean, doing all those videos and whatnot probably took quite a while. Oh, it did actually. It's it's taken him years, right. to to put together all these videos. So I mean, you know, and, and all that stuff to set up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh know, yeah, and the, it this took program. Me. It took me. I'm a software developer. It took me a year to to get his site up and running, um, doing it just kind of nights and weekends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, then you know more than just the videos. He's got a ton of 
you know, uh, uh, written content up there as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, if you, and of course, it's, if it's your job, if your day job is martial arts right. instructor, you probably have more and more time to, to, to work yep. on it. But I mean, like for me, yeah, I just don't. So now, going back to the, the, uh, the like, I shoot videos of like when I, when I teach my students a new new kata, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll let them do it, you know, a month or two, and then I'll shoot a video of a sort of broad overview of the moves. Yep. And I put it up, you know, in a, in a site and make it password protected and whatnot. And I say, okay, there's the video, you know, and and in a couple of them, I've made mistakes. Like I, I, I said, like you know, mistakes were made. You got to go find them. So that way, yeah. I mean, but you're not worried about it. I'm not worried about it because they're just using it to kind of jog the memory at home, and that's what I want. So it, the video side of me says, I really want to shoot this well and get a lot of angles and some nice. But then the instructor side of me goes. I don't necessarily really want them to. And then the, uh, you know, practical side of me goes like, I don't have time to just mess with that. Right. You know, so, uh, but, but to make it, if it, if it, if it's a way to make money for your, your school, then I mean, you want to make the time to make it professional. You want to make the time to make it all look good. You want to make it and, and put it in. But I just don't know from a, a revenue standpoint, if that's really worth it all kind of in the end. And that's, you know, I think that's what, uh, people have to de- decide that on a on an individual basis, you know. Um, if and it's that's that's part of the idea of running a business is that you have to think about things like return on investment. I mean, it, it, it's something as as simple as if if you spend uh, fifty bucks going down to Kinkos and making flyers is that going to get you even one student? Because if it doesn't get you at least one student, then you just threw away 50 bucks. Um, so it's, it's you know, stuff you have to think about. Yeah, I, and it's, I think if you have a school, any school, I mean, like I'm kind of vaguely sort of, maybe kind of sort of looking at, um, building a dojo in my backyard. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of this stuff would be kind of out of the way, but I mean, there's still, there's still going to be stuff that I want to do to kind of keep a nice steady stream of money coming in. Oh, so yeah. that way there's just stuff I don't have to worry about. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, uh, so yeah, revenue streams, uh, yeah, it can, you know, are you a sellout? Or are you not doing what you <laughs> do? Yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of up to you. If you, if, I mean, it's your school, it's what you want to do. Yep. I don't. I, I don't. I think it's a lot of work for not for not as much. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I saw the videos. Dan sent me a link, and I saw the videos, and I and I looked at. You know, it's obviously got a really nice area, and I mean, it's really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the videos look pretty cool and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I just don't know if if revenue those revenue streams are are less. Well, and and that's the thing is he could have done all this and not had a one single person sign up. Right. Yeah. And there's yeah, yeah, that's the other side is you put all that out there and then there's nothing. Mhm. And that's scary. Yeah. And uh, and no one needs that. Um <laughs> and no one needs to scare. Yeah, especially I mean cuz cuz then, you know, there there goes your dream. So, I don't know, maybe maybe focusing on on uh tighter, you know, more local. Yep. You know, your students and seminars and stuff like that, I think is probably a more, a more sound um, way to go. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I, I would think probably the best thing to do is to 
um, uh, I know that Kent has done this as well, is there is a, um, there's a guy that runs a fairly successful uh, dojo in the area, and, uh, you know, he and Kent have lunch probably, you know, once every other month or something like that. And so it's also good to get in touch with someone who has been successful um, and someone that maybe you can you go, okay, I, I, I respect this guy and he's, he's, he's a legit martial artist, but he also has a successful dojo and just, you know, I'm, I'm sure if there's somebody in the area that's maybe not your neighbor, but in the same town, if you say, Hey, can I take you to lunch and pick your brain? And I'm thinking about doing this online video thing. They may go, ah, oh, I did the online video. Th- I did the DVD thing and it was a giant pain in the butt and I ended up making no money from it. And, if I did it again, this is what I would do, kind of thing. So, you know, that's that that's a good resource too. Is and, and it, from what I've seen, most most people are are more than willing to quote unquote share their secrets because it's not really that big a secret. And um, I mean, it's one thing if if you teach Taekwondo and you know there's a guy two doors down that teaches Taekwondo, he's probably not going to let you know what your, what his secrets are. But if you know if if you teach a particular form of karate and there's the guy on the other side of town that's teaching Taekwondo, y- you may have less overlap, um, kind of thing. Uh, you won't you won't necessarily poach each other's students, but I don't know. Just just one of those things that. I, it 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 should be thought about rather than just saying okay my doors are open where where are all the students come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah no because my doors have been open for long and it's, <laughs> it's a, a thin trickle yeah you know so uh, I think we should probably wrap this one up the because I don't think we're really getting anywhere with it the, the I, I don't know if we 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 found any any answers or solutions but hopefully uh, through the 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 talk you know uh, some people. Uh, we'll say ha 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 yeah. Well, maybe we can get Ken on here and talk to him sometime about about that process and go like you know, hey, how's it going? You know, that, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. The uh, <clears throat> and if anyone has any thoughts or suggestions or whatever, you can always email us at karatecafe at gmail dot com or get on the old Facebook page and uh, comment your little brains out on uh, on what's going on. You can call and leave a a message on the comment line. Uh, and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so there we go. So great. Uh, another episode, another episode in the can. Uh, hope we'll get this out. We'll probably, what I think we might try and do is try and stagger, do a rerun and a live show, a rerun and a live show. We'll see what we can do or a recording. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, because you know what I remember when we did the, posted the, uh, the DD episode was, that was when we tried the, uh, the live uh, the live mm. thing. That's when we were doing that. That's and, right. Um, that kind of. I, I, I remember when you guys were doing that. Yeah. So, and we we talked about maybe doing that again, and maybe we'll do, we will try that again. I mean, it eh. was that was kind of interesting. So, uh, anyway, well, cool, Dan. That was a, cool. an interesting topic, and we uh, I look forward to hearing everybody's thoughts on that. Yeah, me too. And uh, we look forward to talking to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. 
You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com. Or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.